0: Welcome to your circle of influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker.
2: Welcome to your circle of influence. I'm your co host, Amy Walker, with Dr. Monica Ogando. And we are excited, as always, that we're here and you're here. And today we have a sales master. Coming on, which you know I love sales. It makes love me sales. super happy. There's very few things that I find as sexy as like a really great sales system. It just makes my heart happy. I geek out in it in embarrassing ways. Um, but Monica and I were talking about this because you know I did not love sales when I started. I was terrible at sales. In fact, the first time I ever tried to prospect someone, um, I was in a mall. And she thought I was asking her on a date, when in reality, I was going to try to ask her if she would let me, you know, try my makeup that I was selling How did those
1: wires get crossed, Amy Walker?
2: She totally thought I was, she thought I was, well, I mean, honestly, I went up to her and I was like, um, hi, I just wanted to say that you're really pretty. And she looked at me with fear in her eyes and she was like, (laughs) yeah, no. I was like, oh, well, I I sell makeup. She's like, no, (laughs) it was very awkward. Mm -hmm. So I did not start out loving sales. I really actually struggled with it. I hated it. I was uncomfortable. And then when I started to settle in and realize that, you know, sales is happening all the time. It's every conversation that we have, we are either selling or we're being sold to, Mm -hmm. um, it's really just a mode of communication and it's the decision-making process. Then I really started to settle into it and love the sales process because to me, All sales is, is it's inviting you in, you know, like it's opening the door and seeing if we're fit for each other and helping you go through the process of making the right decision for you, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not going to force you to make any decision, but I'm going to help ask the right questions so you can make the right decision for you. And when I started to really settle into that, that's when for me, it became a joyful experience and I no longer got sweaty and nauseous, which was good.
1: (laughs) You know, the, the thing that really helped me to get the stigma out of sales was understanding that we've been doing this since the moment that we were born. Mm-hmm. Like, like children only have two tools. They can coo or they can cry. Mm-hmm. And I can express my displeasure or that I'm hungry or that I need changing or that I need cuddling. If I'm a three-month-old baby, all I got is crying and that's what I'm going to use to get those needs met. And then I'm going to enroll my mommy <laughs> into mm-hmm. paying attention to my needs if I scream long enough and hard enough. <laughs> and we've been doing this since the moment that we were born. We've we've been using the tools that we have in order to get to
2: the results that we want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, the the thing about sales training, and one of the things that I love about our guest, who I'm going to introduce here in just a second, is she really works on the behavioral science as well as the strategies. You know but, I love it. I know. <laughs> um, she's gonna she's gonna serve both of our geeky hearts today, me with sales strategies, and you with um, behavioral science. <laughs> but what I love the most about this is this is just the process of human behavior. Yeah. You know, there's, it's not trickery. It's not um, I don't know. I, I manipulation.
1: Think we, Sometimes people think sales yeah. isn't all about manipulation.
2: Yeah. We get so much weird energy around sales that if you can just remove that out, it's just having delightfully effective conversations with people. That's really can what I it just, is.
1: Can I just geek out a little bit and tell you the etymology of manipulation for a second? Yeah. Manipulation actually comes from, um, a combination of words in Latin that means to manage with art and skill. And who in the world doesn't want to be managed artfully and skillfully? Hmm. When we take the stigma out of it, then it's like, oh, yeah, please manipulate me. You know, I want to be treated (laughs) artfully and skillfully. Please treat me kindly and gently and wisely. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what all sales is about. I love it.
2: Okay, cool. Well, we are gonna introduce our guest today, Ms. Trish Carr. She is the results revolutionary. She is an acclaimed sales expert for over three decades. She's a powerful trainer, number one best-selling author. And um, and I love, like I said, both the strategy and the behavioral science behind it. So Trish, welcome to your circle of influence. We're so thank happy to you. have you.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. And hi, everybody out there listening. <laughs>
1: We want to get to know your journey. What was it like? What, what inspired you to start your company? And, and what was the journey like to
0: get to where you are now? Mm, good question. You know, so back in 2007, my sister, Nancy Matthews, had a brilliant idea to start a women's empowerment movement to support women in being the best they could be, using their gifts and talents to earn money, do what they love. And, you know, you hear it all the time, do what you love and the money will come. Mm -hmm. So she started this movement with three other women. She was actually brought into their idea and she thought it was brilliant. And I was just supporting. I wasn't, I was a supporting player And unfortunately, we learned lots of lessons, like be careful who you work with and make sure you do some real good vetting. Mm -hmm. And um, we put together an event and $50,000 later found out it wasn't going to be a good fit. So what we did know on the way back from Los Angeles after that first event, even though we were feeling defeated because why we did it in Los Angeles, who knows? Like, why don't you start in your own backyard? Um, We knew that we really were on a mission. And I know from my personal experience that I went from corporate America, a long career in sales, marketing, executive sales director, all of that, all the way through training in HR. And I knew that there were people, especially 2008, I'm talking now, beginning of 2008 when the recession was hitting, Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of women who were out of work who had gifts and talents and had no idea how to monetize them. Whereas I knew how to monetize them. I left corporate. I took my gifts. I went back and did training for the companies that I worked for when I was in corporate. I mean, I knew what to do. And I became a real estate investor because I knew that building my wealth was key to having the lifestyle that I wanted. So bottom line, once I became an entrepreneur, I saw there were too many women struggling. And especially at this time in 2008, when we decided to start Women's Prosperity Network.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I wanted to be able to show women that you can have it all, you can be it all, and you can have it on your terms. You don't have to show up at every networking meeting like a man shows up. Like women being women, earning they're living and standing in their power and being the force that women really are. And back then there weren't a lot of opportunities for women, especially mission driven women. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on a women's prosperity is on a mission that with our products, with our projects and with our services, we make a massive difference in the world. It's not just about the money. So we started the company in 2008, and we're still standing in 2012, and made it through the recession, and it made a difference for hundreds, thousands, and thousands of women and men. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got started. We got started on something that didn't work out to create what did, and that yes. happened for so many of us, right?
2: Yeah. So many times the failure is what shows you. I, I have had big flops as well. You know, big flops and. It's the funny thing how the flop shows me, it teaches me all the lessons for what I should be doing because I just did everything I shouldn't be doing. And like, I love when I can learn those without spending $50,000, but you know, you take the lessons as they come. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's interesting too now I think your message is so relevant now that we're in 2020 you know you started in the 2008 recession well now welcome 2020 recession and it's it's really such a relevant we need to be in control of our finances we need to be able to um you know have life on our own terms and success on our own terms and in a way that really works for us and is sustainable so you're primed for this moment like yeah. ready
0: Yeah. And we're really lucky because a lot of what we've been doing has been virtual all along. Mm -hmm. So now we're on a mission to show other people how you can do this, how easy it is. And this, this ladies is going to be our new normal.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't think we're going to fully go back to the way it was um, because Monica and I were joking about this earlier. Like, this is the life I was born to live. You know, with a couple of exceptions. Right. You know, there's a couple of things that I'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to go do this, but for the most part, um, I, I don't. I don't think that we're gonna go back. Because a lot of people are realizing it's efficient to Mm -hmm. run your business online. It's efficient. It decreases your costs. So I think there's a lot of good here. Now, we are going to talk about the future of where you're going with your business, Trish. But before we do, we like to talk about the valleys. I think Mm -hmm. um, everybody has that moment in their business where it's hard. It's not quite working the way you want it to. And you have to really dig in and fight through it and learn the lessons. What was that valley for you?
0: Well, there wasn't just one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're 12, 13 years in now. So there've been lots of valleys, valleys like being with partners who helped us grow our uh, our reach, but who might not down the road have had the integrity we thought they had. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing. And I've seen that over and over, probably three times before I learned it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, the biggest valley for me personally was just about a year into starting Women's Prosperity because prior to doing that, I was a real estate investor mm-hmm. and I know how money works. So mm-hmm. I used all the resources I had. I had assets that I used to buy real estate. And if you remember 2008 and nine, what happened to real estate? It mm-hmm. bottomed out really bad. Like I bought a house in December. I sold it in March for half the value that it was in December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was losing money and I had, and here's the thing is my investments, not only did I have real estate investments, but I had business investments. I invested in several different businesses. And that was my cash flow while we were building women's prosperity. It wasn't, we were three years in before we actually became profitable and i think most businesses go through that right yeah, yeah. so personally i went through financial disaster every property i owned i was upside down my tenants were leaving they couldn't afford to be there anymore i had a real estate business where I taught other people how to buy real estate. Nobody was buying it anymore, mm-hmm. and so the opportunities were out the window. So literally, my credit score, my personal credit score, which was eight hundred and fifty, went down to into the five hundreds. Mm. My lord, right? And I had creditors calling me, and I had foreclosures looming at my door for all of my properties. It, Couple that with two, count them, two of the businesses I was invested in ended up being Ponzi scams. Mm. And nobody even knew what a Ponzi scam was until Bernie Madoff. And somebody said to me, it's a Ponzi. I was like, what's Ponzi? Didn't even know what it was. So I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and my cash flow during that time. So for me, it was really challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, even to get up and get out and use the gifts and talents I had and Mm -hmm. to pivot and to maximize what I could, it was really challenging. But I did it, obviously. I'm still standing and I never had to file bankruptcy and I got it all worked through. But for me, that was the biggest valley, emotionally especially, because I felt like a failure. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, that time was very tough for me as well, just from an investment perspective, just from a, you know, a productivity perspective. And the good thing is that you go through enough valleys, you get perspective because number one, you know, you're going to be on the other side of it. And number two, they don't hit you as hard because you know how to, you know, prepare yourself and pace yourself for those kinds of dips. I love yeah. what you're sharing here.
0: Yeah. What's
1: What's next? What's for the, What's the future for your company?
0: Well, really, for the future for our company is that we want to continue to grow globally, which we started to do a couple of years ago. Uh, So we have members in Europe and Australia and Canada. But I want to grow that even bigger because those women, those people, and I say women, but we do, of course, include men in all of our educational opportunities and mentoring opportunities, those women, too, um, have such contribution to give and we want to be a part of making that happen for them so in this time right now of virtuality and being online what we're really doing is making sure that we show people how to use that technology like i said we've been doing it a long time we do networking online where you get to meet tons of people we do masterminding online and we've been doing it a long time So what I really need to burst and be global is funding. So really I'm looking for the right people with the right integrity who wanna be a part of something that's changing people's lives in a big way. That's really what's next for us. And that's like doubling down on our membership and Mm -hmm. doubling down on our revenue and our services. That's Mm -hmm. what's next.
2: Well, we will be excited to connect you with some people that we've got in our circle as well. Um, Because that's really, that's what your circle of influence is all about is creating the right opportunities and the right connections so that we can lift as we climb. So Trish, we're going to go to break here in just a second, but I do want to ask this question because I know you have the answer and I know a lot of people are asking this. If you could pick one thing that you would recommend for business owners who are trying to transition and sell more online, what's your one best tip for them?
0: To be able to sell more online is to be more visible, period. Mm -hmm. Be out there. You know, Warren Buffett said the one way to increase your worth by at least 50% is to hone your communication skills, both written and verbal. So for me, that's the number one thing. And the only way that happens is by doing it and doing it with someone looking over your shoulder who can tell you, hey, switch here, do this, do that it's available to all of us so Mm -hmm. it's about getting your message down in a way that you connect with people at their heart and their mind
2: awesome all -hmm. right and with that great little chunk of knowledge we are going to go on to break and when we come back we'll have our listener challenge for you you have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence
1: Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge
2: your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep
1: dive in business strategy, collaboration, and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Monica Ogando here, and we are back from our break. We have our listener challenge for you. Now, we've been talking about sales this whole time, and I want to challenge you to get practical with it. I want you to look at the hours that you spend on sales in your business, say on a weekly, on a, on a weekly basis, and tell us do it in the comments. You can do it in in our social media channels. Tell us how many hours a week do you devote to sales? Now, something might come up. There's a quote that I always like to to share from Gloria Steinem. She says, the truth will set you free, but it might piss you off first. (laughs) And so Amy has this great benchmark that she talks about. You should be spending about 40 hours a week in sales just like if you had a full-time job. And so if you have not yet gotten to 40 hours a week in sales, then where's the gap? Is it because you don't have enough leads to have a sales conversation with? Is it because you just have not been focused on it? Is it because you've been doing sales calls, but they've not gone the way that you want? Do you need to implement a sales team in the place? What will it take for you to get to 40 hours a week so that you can start harnessing The power of sales in your business or amplify the power of sales in your business because we already know yourself. I
2: love it. I'm going to make one clarification. Uh Very few business owners can dedicate 40 hours to their sales, right? Like I know that. You know that. We wear too many hats. We've got marketing, we've got fulfillment, but your business deserves 40 hours a week. So that's where having other people selling for you really can explode your business. That's how I quadrupled my sales between year one and year two. It wasn't me, it was my team. And it was a small team, you know, like three folks helping me out with sales, going to take me from hundred K to 440 K in a year. That that's pretty cool. You know, like let's do that. Let's get more sales conversations, more hours going on. Even if it's not us that's having them. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We're ready for the lightning round. Yay! Yeah, I know. The lightning round just sounds fun. It is fun. We like it. That's why we do it. So, Trish, first question is what is the best business advice that you've ever received?
0: It's so simple. You don't know everything.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's so true. (laughs) Don't tell my kids, though.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) challenging because my favorite two words in the world are you're right. Mm-hmm. So, it's challenging. I like it. What about? Here's the second
1: question. What inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success?
0: Honestly, it goes back to the same thing. I don't know everything. However, I was conditioned by my mother that if I ask for help, I'm weak. Mm. So asking for help, seeking out what I need, I still have to remind myself that I don't know everything. And that's an inner thing I have. And that by asking for help, I am in in fact powerful because I realize that I can get so much more with two heads rather than I can with one.
2: Yeah, that's that's why I love collaboration so much. We will always create something better together than what we would create on our own. So I love it. Okay, next question. Who is your current business girl crush? A woman in business that you respect, admire, and think deserves a shout out.
0: So I want to tell you that it's somebody who people would say is my competitor. And I Mm -hmm. love this woman. And that's Sandra Yancey, who is the CEO of eWomen. She is so real, so raw, so heart centered. And she's built a a phenomenal community of women who come together to grow their businesses. And her goal is that we all make a million dollars. You got to love that. So Sandra Yancey.
2: Awesome. That is not the first time she's come up on this show as a girl crush. She's doing amazing things. We need to have her on the show,
1: Amy. Yeah. Yes, I say. Next question is: What is the number one door that you want to open for you right now?
0: Well, like I said earlier, we want to to expand and get out there to more people, more stages, more joint ventures, and ultimately funding for our business, so we can have billboards and. commercials on TVs and movies. So funding is a big one. Good.
2: So Trish, when you achieve all of your business goals and you've checked all those boxes that you currently have, what will you be focused on next?
0: So ultimately I'm going to be, WPN will be taken over by a younger generation at some point. And I have inside me a couple of documentary films about women's journeys, like consider the woman out there who just has an idea that changes the world, like Candace Leitner, who her daughter was killed by a drunk driver in the early eighties. And now there's a Mothers Against Drunk Driving chapter in every state in the country and in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah Blakely, who just said, I can't take this I'm my belly sticking out. Let me get some pantyhose and figure out what I can do with it. And now it's Spanx and it's a global brand. Mm-hmm. So women who've changed the world and the culture simply by saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And just understanding it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Love it.
1: I love that. So then how can people connect with you and find out more about the Women's Prosperity Network?
0: Well, easy. Womensprosperitynetwork.com. That's plural women's (laughs) prosperitynetwork.com. In fact, if you go to womensprosperitynetwork.com forward slash virtual on there right now is a way for you, is a free gift right at the top. It gives you all of the virtual ways we're connecting and you can click on that link and it'll take you to a guide to maximizing your virtual connections. And of course, you can always reach me at Trish at womensprosperitynetwork.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well,
2: Trish, we so appreciate you being on with us today and being a part of our circle. Um, one of the reasons why Monica and I started this show is because we loved talking with brilliant businesswomen, brilliant, powerful women. And so we appreciate you being a part of our circle here. We always like to share what our ahas are. What were the things that you said that kind of touched us? Monica, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. I love that you said, you know, I want some money. <laughs> Sometimes we kind of shy around that, you know, and women, women don't haven't historically had access to funding. And we've been notorious for bootstrapping our own enterprises. It's amazing what we've been able to accomplish by bootstrapping. And I love that you just are very clear. We want some funding.
2: Yeah, I love that too. You know, it's interesting because I think of like the story of Mary Kay Ash when she was starting Mary Kay Cosmetics, how um, she couldn't get a loan on her own. So she had to take in her 23 year old son because Mm -hmm. this 23 year old son was, you know, obviously so much more capable of being able to take care of money than his mother who had been a successful entrepreneur all these years. It's interesting how we do underfund because it's not that long ago that funding was not available to us. And I think, uh, I think a lot of women don't know how to access it. So Mm -hmm. um, we're excited to make some introductions there for you and hope they turn out. Um, Mine for me was when you talked about the uh, learning the same lesson, having the same experience three times before you learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. and um and that is something i know i have done in my past and the reason for me was because it was too painful the first time to process it and look at it. Mm -hmm. And because it hurt, I I wanted to like sweep it under my my mental rug. Mm -hmm. And then it circles back around and the universe is like, here's that lesson I want you to learn, Amy. Let's let's teach it to you from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And so um that to me was just like okay I, I heard that and I thought what lessons are on repeat for me right now and can I just get in and learn them? Because that would be great.
1: Before you have to pay late fees and stupid taxes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amen (laughs) on that. Well, Trish, we so appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Thank you. My pleasure. And for all of our listeners at home, go check out the Women's Prosperity Network. I've been on their calls, and it really is a great place for you to be able to get connected, um, learn how learn some skills to take your message and your business to the next level and be part of an amazing community. And everybody needs a community. You mm-hmm. need other people who are cheering for you that are in your corner. You need people that notice when you are not showing up as your best self and that will remind you of who that best self was, mm-hmm. sometimes with a sharp kick in the butt, yeah. but they're there for you. They're cheering you on and you need that tribe. You need your circle of, of excellence so mm-hmm. and influence. So Monica, thank you for being here. Guests, thank you for being here. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks everybody.